0: New York is not going anywhere. Fuck these people who are saying that it's dead. It's not dead. It's New York.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Laura Hemingway. I'm the host of the show, Are You Gonna Stay? On the podcast, I talk to residential New Yorkers about our city post-pandemic by opening every conversation with the not so simple question, are you gonna stay? On this week's podcast, we have my friend, Mary Civarelli. Mary is the owner of Ninth Street Vintage in the East Village. It is the sickest vintage shop in New York City. It is a best-kept secret of stylists, magazines, celebrities, and myself. If you don't know this shop, do yourself a favor and go down because you are going to see things that you've never seen before on a sales floor. I am obsessed with this store. I am obsessed with her. Enjoy our conversation. Mary welcome to the show.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for being. I'm excited to see you and hear you. It's been too long.
1: Yeah it has been a while. Um, Mary is the owner of Ninth Street Vintage. It's an awesome historical vintage shop in the East Village. I used to work there. I have loved my time with Mary at that store as well as other ones. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you again for being here. Mary, I like to open every show with the question of the show. Are you going to stay?
0: Yes, I am staying. I am a New Yorker. I, I have to say I, I can escape. I have that luxury of having a place. It's still in New York. Um, so that has helped. But I'm not leaving the city ever. Until I die, I'm here. How are you so confident? Uh, it's just, it's just the place to be. And I, I feel like it's good at all ages. You know, when I see someone who looks like they're 95, just trudging along the city streets and you can just leave your apartment and you can go to the deli. I think it keeps you young. Yeah. It keeps you less of a, maybe not right now, but a couch potato. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's just going to sit in there. You got to get in the car. I got to drive somewhere. Like, you know, you can just go out at any time and just see interesting things. How's it been in the store? Um, well, I was closed for probably, I think, four months, which sucked. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's been slow for sure. September and October felt better and now it's it's slow again but the East Village besides like March April even I guess May it seemed pretty normal to me you know people were still here people were getting takeout and hanging out and wearing their masks and doing that but it just felt it felt well more quiet, obviously, but but still like nice. Like the community was still here, the people who lived here were still here. You know, not like how um midtown felt. Didn't have that eerie fuck, no one's here feeling.
1: Yeah, I've been to Midtown. I was just in Midtown this past week and it was like it's without it is without yeah. the workflow the the workforce flowing right. through the streets it's yeah. really weird
0: It's bizarre I, I just feel like every time I take the train and I pass like um, Times Square and Penn Station it gives me that that eerie feeling and, and that's a year later now yeah which is wild
1: so what's your story? you're a New Yorker by
0: birth I I can't I can't claim I feel that I can't claim New Yorker because I'm from Long Island and, (laughs) and I'm particularly from Suffolk County, which feels like Southern Trump country. So I, I mean, I'm from New York, but not the city.
1: When was the like first time you were on New York, like in New York city on your own as like a young person, when did it become like your town?
0: 18 yeah definitely
1: my uh, my
0: my best friend maria she went to fit so i would come in all the time and you know sleep in her dorm room and until i transferred to fit myself um, i still slept on her couches because i didn't have the luxury of being able to afford dorming or you know my parent co-signing on an apartment for me Um, but that's when it all began. Yeah. 18.
1: What was the city like then?
0: Um, I mean, not that much different. I'm, I'm still young, but, um, the people have changed, I guess, like being in the shop for eight and a half years, it got very suburban, I guess. I guess in the past, you know, since I was 18, it's gotten very suburban with the fucking targets and and just the chain stores everywhere, yeah. you know. The the unique like fun little shops have have disappeared a lot. Even the West Village and a lot there's a lot of things empty even before the virus. Yeah, and, you know, I would be on bleaker and be like, "Oh my god, where are all these shops?" So, I guess that that has changed for sure and just the jocks and the the keg parties and like santa cons i i feel that that's more in the past five years yeah city has changed with that but my neighborhood uh, where i live in harlem that still feels like new york to me it's got a good neighborhood vibe
1: Ninth Street is one of, where your shop is. is one of my favorite streets in New York yeah. City. How's it doing in these post-pandemic times or current pandemic times?
0: We have a really, really great relationship. All the all the the shops on, particular between First and Second, um, it's mostly women-owned businesses, and we're all on an email chain and. You know, we were all, who's getting the SBA loan? What's going on with the PPP? Do you have any advice? Um, there's probably been two or three that have closed, but mostly everyone is, is still here and holding it down somehow. You know, we've, we've used each other with landlord negotiations. Like, Hey, my neighbor got this. I want that. So it's a nice block, right? I feel very lucky to be on this block. I don't know any others that are similar.
1: Yeah. The community of the East village always felt really tight to me. I worked in a couple of shops down there Mm -hmm. um, only in, you know, sales girl positions, but uh, I feel like the student body of NYU can be really good for keeping these little stores open.
0: That is true. You know, it could go either way. It's like, you get annoyed at all the <laughs> the students,
1: but they do keep it alive.
0: They do, I agree.
1: So um to like talk about like when you're not in the city, because you said you have another home upstate, which is a dream. Um mm-hmm. what do you miss the most You know about what's funny
0: about that? What is when Trump won, I said to my husband we have to go and buy a house upstate because something is going to fucking happen. And I'm nervous between like North Korea or anything. I was like, we got to be able to have like a bunker to get Mm -hmm. the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm psychic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I totally know what you mean. When the pandemic hit, I went back to, I'm a transplant from Indiana. so when the pandemic hit, I, I headed back to, to the inland states, mm-hmm. and I got a car. I was like, I can't believe I've been here without a car. Yeah, yeah you mean
0: a lot of people did, right? Yeah, and uh, and people were just buying houses without even looking at them.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. All right. And what was the question? <laughs> um, well, I guess it was like kind of more fluffy because that was that's kind of got me in a different direction. Now, when you got when you guys got the house upstate, did you? Be- before the pandemic, did you take any time off from the city to just be like, um, weather changes or, or weather? Um,
0: The most time we'll spend there is like 10 days in a row. Yeah. But never, never longer than that. I mean, you know, the store is here. Ed, my daughter's school is here. My husband has to shop. His shop's on Long Island, but he still has to come back to the city to get to Long Island. So, yeah, we're not. Like you know, we're gonna take two months upstate. We we, we can't do that. We don't work from home, so.
1: <laughs> when you're upstate, what do you miss most about city life?
0: Um, convenience, I think, is number one. I am just one of those people who hates like having to get in the fucking car, and then drive 20 minutes to a store. I just want to leave, walk up the block, you know, be back home. But I think the other really important thing is, is um, diversity. And that's for mostly my daughter. You know, when we're up there, there's nothing. We can't order sushi. You know, it's like there's just no other color anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we go to Long Island, I, I, I visit my sisters a lot. And there's, it, there's just no culture. There's, there's nothing up there or out there. It's, I like that we can get on the train and hear different languages and see different cultures and different foods and different colored people. And I think it's really, really important for, for her to see Mm -hmm. because it would bother me. Like my sister's kids, I'm like, this is insane. You live in like, I don't know. This sounds bad, but whatever. Like the whitest neighborhood, <laughs> like yeah. just be in like a white school. It's just I, I would never want that. And like a lot of people ask me, you know, oh, will you live upstate one day? And I'm like, no, I, I wouldn't want to raise my kid up there. Yeah, I want her to have a, a worldly view, and New York City is the place to have that.
1: And You guys live in Harlem. Do you find that? do you worry about being part of the gentrification up there or about displacing? I mean, you could
0: say that my husband started it because he bought, we're lucky enough. He bought the um, brownstone that we live in. Yeah. Like 18 years ago. Oh yeah. So they, no one was happy when he did it and he's like bald with tattoos. So it's like, everyone thought he was a cop, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, it's funny because you could see the neighborhood starting to gentrify and then it kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's kind of just a nice mix of people now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build a giant apartment building at the end of my block, which everyone is against. And, you know, there's meetings about it and all that. So I do worry about the future of that. But so far, it really, it's been a probably a good five to eight years of gentrification. And I don't think it has ruined the community up there at all nice like even there's new restaurants but it's not like you know we're not getting the starbucks or or things like that it just feels still feels very i don't know
1: homey do you think that there's going to be like uh, an impact on like a locals only culture now that this pandemic has moved a lot of temporary, I call them temporaries, people who are fair weather New Yorkers. Do you think that there's like, do you see any, I guess I'm not like formulating my question right. Do you see like any positive impact about having more moneyed people be able to leave the city and like leaving behind just the, the true blue New Yorkers? The, the lo- I call them the locals only um the benefit to it yeah do you see positive sides or do you like have any kind of like projections about how this could be good for say like the uh the cultural atmosphere like we were talking about the targets coming in and and, in Astoria Mm -hmm. or not Astoria and Astor Place I know there's that Kmart right
0: um I think hmm I think it's a good thing because prices are going down, right? So everyone, everyone that just fucking left New York with like your flat levers, like fuck off. Yeah. Um. Now all those apartments are empty, and I've seen, I've seen like (laughs) I've been at the store lately, and. I just keep getting these young, cute, stylish boys in. Nice. <laughs> looking at all the clothes. And I'm like, where did all of these young, stylish, cute boys come from? What are they doing? So I ask, and they all have moved here, either from out of state or different parts of the city. And they're just getting really cheap apartments. You know, an $1,100 studio on St. Mark's.
1: Oh, gosh, that. yeah.
0: Would have been two thousand dollars, right? Yeah, more the pandemic, um, fifteen hundred dollar one bedrooms. It's down here. I mean, that's huge. So I think it's going to maybe make New York cool again because New York was starting to lose its cool. Yeah, I agree. Oh hi, Cat. My cat
1: just the screen. We're on Zoom, everyone.
0: <laughs> um, I. Yeah, I think New York's cool is going to come back. I think the creatives are going to come back because they couldn't afford it. And it should have never gotten to where it was, where one bedrooms were $3,500 in Mm -hmm. the village. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, And these idiots that were paying it, you know, they're gone now. So, I mean, we experienced it, too, because we have two apartments that we rent out. And we couldn't rent one out for probably like six months. We just had to keep lowering it and lowering it and lowering it. But you know what? It's good because people can afford it and, and you couldn't live in New York and have any life. Yeah. And now I think you can, which is going to give people opportunities to be creative and do what they want to do and not just work a dead end job that they hate just to live in the city. So I think it will give people time and money to make New York cool again. That's what we should we should have hats, that's
1: it. Yeah, we should have hats. Something <laughs> works for the podcast. Make New York cool again. I love, I love that insight, and um, I love that projection for the city. And I certainly hope you're right, and I think you will be.
0: Oh, well, um, I am, like, 100% sure. That, awesome. Like, uh, when I, Jerry Seinfeld wrote that uh, article, I was like, fuck yeah, Jerry. Like, the, New York is not going anywhere. Fuck these people who are saying that it's dead. It's not dead. It's New York. Yeah. And if you left and you didn't come back, fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that when I invited you onto the show, you were like, fuck yeah, fuck city quitters. And I'm, I'm going to put that as the title. Oh
0: my gosh. There's
1: show. a book. So I
0: live uh, uh, we're upstate where I have my house. There's a town called Livingston Manor. And it is like Brooklyn hipster central. I've learned that the east side of the river is like Manhattan rich people. And then the west side is, brooklyn hipsters so we're in we're in the brooklyn hipsters section even though we're not um but this girl has a book in her store called city quitters and it's about people who left the city and like are living their
1: creative lives upstate
0: which is fine i guess i'm not hating on that but yeah i made a face
1: yeah, I'm making a face, too. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like she needed to, like, pump herself up about decisions she made. <laughs> okay, so we're going to close the episode with some fun, quick questions. Okay. Um, all right. Favorite restaurant?
0: Candle Cafe, even though, like, two of them closed, which is sad. Favorite park? Um, Riverbank, close to me.
1: Best place to escape the city? Uh, my lake house favorite subway line mm, the one because it takes me home Best kept secret in new york oh. my store hey ninth <laughs> street vintage everybody it's at ninth street and first avenue I've had lots of customers always
0: keep it a secret and i'm like come on man
1: yeah, it's because they don't want to give away where they get the clothes. They just want the credit for themselves.
0: Right. Bitches.
1: Yeah. And this store has been in vogue. This store is all over celebrities. Like, I, you know, I have so many stories that I won't share because that would be, like, wrong. But, like, we have right. great we, celebrities we do, coming through the store. We do have
0: great celebrities, yes. I feel do. like
1: I'm saying we, like, it's my store still. But I oh, spent can so much still time be. there.
0: You did. Yeah, it's, it's still your store.
1: But we don't use the celebrities to our advantage.
0: Yeah, on social media. I know it's
1: true. You guys are really like discreet. So another reason why it's the best kept secret. (laughs) All right. How did you celebrate your last birthday in New York?
0: Mm, You know, I usually leave New York and go to Brimfield, Massachusetts for the flea market. But it was closed. I just stayed upstate. It's always on Mother's Day. And I hung out with my family.
1: So. Hey, nice. Okay, you might have answered this already, but worst creature in New York? Worst creature? Uh, kind of open-ended. Fake gutter punks with their dogs. Hey, I like that. I'm not going to move my cat. A tourist asks you for directions to Times Square. What do you say?
0: Any train will take you there? Is that's that so true? Generous.
1: Yeah, Anything? I think so. That's really generous of you, too. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> yeah, that's what i think. don't go there. Uh, favorite phrase in a New York accent?
0: Oh. Um, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I guess, get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I think that's the answer I want everybody to give me when I ask them that question.
0: <laughs> get the fuck out of here.
1: new york accents are my absolute favorite i think every time i want to leave the city i'm like but the new york accent (laughs) it's pretty good i try not to
0: have my long island accent really hard um but my my little nieces and nephews they're like oh the dog's over there
1: (laughs) it cracks me up all right last question Mm -hmm. who's your all-time favorite new yorker Mm. That's a tough one.
0: Right now in this moment, um, I think Brooklyn
1: Bernie. Hey. Right? Yeah. I
0: think Bernie.
1: Yeah, we just had the memes with the mittens. So we're getting a lot of Bernie right now. The memes
0: with the mittens. And he's donating all this money to his charities in Vermont. And um, I think he's just a, he's a fighter. And he's a New Yorker. And he's got a great New York accent. Yeah, he does. You know who has the most amazing New York accent?
1: Who? It's Fauci.
0: Oh, yeah. Every time I hear him speak, I am laughing that people take him seriously because of the accent.
1: Yeah. So many New Yorkers <laughs> in politics right now, like with the yeah. main stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary, for being on the show. It Thank was you such for a delight to me. see you, too. Yeah. Hang around. I'm going to stop recording, and I just want to give you a proper send-off. All right, everybody, tune in to uh, next week's episode of Are You Gonna Stay? We'll have a different guest. We'll ask the same questions, and uh, sending lots of love to everybody.